Hey everybody, uh, welcome to another edition of More Than Sunday, and uh, Lauren's back. I We're am. here together. Although I sound terrible, but I'm and back. I'm getting there. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh no. But hey, you know what? Allergy season, crazy changes in weather. It was freezing, and now it's like spring. So yeah. what can you do? It's been what beautiful. So we are in week two of our new series, Dream to Destiny. And Randy preached on the pit test this past Sunday. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of wanted to break it down a little bit. Um, or really, honestly, just kind of share how it impacted us and yeah. our thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, the pit test, which I don't know. I think everybody is in that test. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's this just one degrees always hits home. deeper or, or dirtier pits or cleaner pits <laughs> or. Yeah, I think a pit is continual throughout your life. Um, I would say, I would say we just got out of a pit that was like a very long pit that lasted a very long time. You're not talking about today. No, no. <laughs> today has been the pits, no. <laughs> but I would say, so to me, I, I was home on Sunday and so I watched on YouTube and I went ahead and watched it twice. And uh, Joseph is, I, I mean, my, is he's, my dad said he's his favorite character, Bible character, person. <laughs> he's hero, real. Bible hero. Bible he's not hero. A, character sounds Story. fake. Um, but yeah, he's also my favorite as well. Um, and so I don't know. I just, that the, the pit story just really hits home. Cause I feel like just recently, I and mean, when you realize like you have to learn something to kind of get out of the pit, it's like, no wonder that lasted 10 years. Like we're stubborn. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, we talked about how like some pits, pretty much have to do all with you and you got yourself there. Yeah. And then there's some pits that are like kind of 50, 50, mm-hmm. which I think is a lot of those. Yeah. And then yeah. there's some that are, um, 20, 80. That's, I think, I don't know if we talked about this before, but it's like, it's almost, it's super offensive when people are like, you can learn something from that pit that you're in. Yeah. Or, um, different seasons. It's like offensive when you're in it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it any less true. Yeah. Um, because like, even if you didn't like, for instance, no matter what, Joseph did not deserve to be put in the pit and sold into slavery, regardless no. of what he said, like no. that was such an extreme over right. the top crazy response. But then when you look back at it, there's always like, he can learn something. I've been like, yeah, I wore that coat everywhere yeah. and I rubbed it in their face. Like I'm the favorite. Um, somebody are going to bow down to me. And so there's always something you can learn from it. Even if it's super, like it's offensive to be like, well, you kind of played a role in it, but it's like, but there is something you can learn from it in every season. Yeah. I think that maybe what we like to do as humans is we always want to play the blame game. Yeah. Because we viewed life as all, everything is transactional. Yeah. Like completely. So like, well, you're in that pit, so you must have done something right. to deserve that degree of a pit. Yeah. And if you look at Joseph, you're like, well, he was arrogant. But that didn't mean that he didn't should get murdered. That didn't mean that he yeah. should get murdered or his his sold life completely ruined by being sold into slavery. Right, oh yeah. But the, the silver lining in that is mm-hmm. that God can use everything. Yeah. 
to build you up. God can use use something to teach you in that season. And totally. And it's those things that you learn in those pits that may not even have been what got you there. Yeah. Because we think like, well, if because if we like follow that line of logic, it's like, well, you know, once I get this, you know, once I figure out what put me here, then I, I can get out. But sometimes you didn't put yourself there. That's just life. Right. But the things that you learn are going to help you walk out of that pit. Yeah. And so knowing that there's always something you can learn. And um, the one of the things that part of the story, so like Joseph gets thrown in the pit and then the brother's like, what do we do now? And then they sell him and then they're like, what do we do with this coat? And so they dip it in blood yeah. and they send it to their father mm-hmm. and they actually didn't have the, the guts to hand it to him in person. They sent it to him and mm. <laughs> Jacob uh, receives this bloody coat that he knows as Joseph and they didn't have to say anything more. Yeah. Joseph, I mean, Jacob jumped to, he must have been torn apart by wild, wild animals. animals. Yeah, wild animals. Yeah. And then, you know, visualizing that, living that, living the horror of that. I mean, I can't right. imagine the horror of being, well, I can't actually. <laughs> <laughs> you have been I have attacked been, by a dog. I have been torn, um, uh, not to death, but... <laughs> But it was pretty bad. Yeah. I've been maimed pretty bad yeah. by a dog. But anyways, it's horrible. Okay? At one point, <laughs> Tim had been attacked by a pit bull. Our dog had been attacked by a pit bull. And I was like, two out of three. Like, these odds are not looking good for me. Yeah, no. So then I tried to avoid all pit bulls because I was like, it seems inevitable that eventually I also will get attacked by a pit bull. We're tasty to pit bulls. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. tasty. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so Jacob kind of came up with that own narrative. Yeah. And so, like, the brothers were like, oh, cool. We didn't have to explain anymore. Right. You totally. Take it as, take it as far as you want. They probably thought We that don't was have such to a, even talk about it. Such a win, hmm. yeah, yeah, for them. And uh, so no matter what's happening, what pit we end up in, and Randy brought this up, that uh, there's the lies of the pit. So God can use every pit to build us up, to teach us something. He promises to be there in the pit with us, but Satan's also going to try to get down there with you and yeah. tell you, hey, God cared about you. <laughs> Here's Elias. This is our son, Elias. You want some chips? Yep. He just wants some chips. All right, love you. See you later. See ya. <laughs> um, but he wants to get down there and in the pit with you and say, see, God doesn't care about you. And yeah. so what he'll do is try to use, he'll try to use the evidence, the truth of your circumstances. It is the truth. Yeah. Like, hey, look, you know, nothing's going your way. You're in debt. You're poor. You're broke. You know, if God loved you, then it wouldn't be this way. Yeah. Or like you were just so beyond, you're such a screw up. You're such a loser. You're never going to get out of here. Yeah. And you can look at your circumstances and sometimes you can look at the truth of it and you're like, yeah, you can prove his point for him and be like, yeah, you know what? I am a piece of trash and and I I always make the wrong decision when it comes to money and I always do this. And then you start playing into his hand. Um, And so 
in that way, Satan tries to come in and fabricate. Yeah. You know, help you fabricate your own narrative right. of what's going on. Yeah. I thought uh, one of the statements, the purpose of the pit is to prepare us for the promise. Yeah. And I feel like we've seen that. You just realize like all the different seasons we've been in and what we've learned from those and what we've taken away from those. And you go, yeah, I can see that there's some work. And when I think about that, when he ended up in Potiphar's house, I'm sure he was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. It's happening. Like I'm in Potiphar's house. This is a big deal. And then he gets put in prison for like two years. Yeah. You would just, I mean, two years that back to the pit. Yeah. And you're just like, I, w- I felt like I was doing everything right Yeah. at that point. Cause like he didn't like, she was trying to sleep with him. He didn't, he didn't fall for it. And sometimes I've like so often, like we have been in seasons where we know that we were doing exactly what the Lord called us to do. Yeah. And it turned out to be one of the most difficult seasons we've ever walked through. Yeah. And it was such a difficult season. And I can remember thinking like, I know that the Lord ordained every one of those steps. Yeah. But it was the most difficult season we have ever walked through. Yeah. Walking through the adoption for us was such a difficult season, but I also know we were supposed to walk through that season. Yeah. It was an embarrassing season. It was a humbling season. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was all of those things. I just feel like I should say, because I hate when people like give these examples Go and for they it. don't say what was the difficult thing? So it's like, you go, girl. I'm doing, I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm saying it. We're going there. Hey, allies is coming in here <laughs> asking for us to open up chip bags. Yes. Just anything yeah. goes. And honestly, that little guy would not exist if we had not worked through that season. Yeah. Um, and so I know, like, the Lord gave us the baby's name. I mean, so many signs. And mm-hmm. then we don't have that baby anymore. And, you know. So if we were going to, like, backtrack we we had an opportunity to adopt a yeah a, a baby um it was a young mother who didn't look like she was gonna be able to take care of her and so we stepped in and they their you know their family asked us yeah. if we would be interested and we said yes and so we started praying about it or we said we'll pray about it and we said we'll pray about it and and we the Lord gave us like five different baby names and we were thinking and praying over it. And then turned out the birth mom was calling the baby. Um, one, one of, of the top names, two names, top two names. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, Oh my gosh, like what a sign. Um, and so that didn't work out. The birth mom changed her mind. And, um, and so that was like a really hard since we brought her home. Yeah, we, we had, had her, her for 10, 10 days. days. Yeah. Um, you know, and so we'd walk through this pregnancy with her and then you don't have a baby and you don't have anything to show for. And so often we view things of like, the Lord gave me this vision. He told me you guys are going to bow down to me. Yeah. And so then that ends up putting you in the worst pit of your life. And then you're like, wait, well, that was from God. Like mm-hmm. God gave him that vision. Yeah. And the thing is like so often the pit does prepare us for our purpose but then, like, we don't want to go through the pit. I, yeah. I would have loved to have avoided that um, overall. I mean, it put me in a really dark place for a really long time. Yeah. And it really rocked my faith. And I now understand people that are currently deconstructing their faith mm-hmm. because I know I walked through that myself. 
um, I have. And so I can see a lot of purpose in what I went through. Yeah. Um, maybe not necessarily for like the actual baby situation other than I wouldn't have Elias. Yeah. Um, because it did put a baby size hole in my heart and I didn't want to have any more children. I didn't want to care any more children. And then I was like, I want Elias. (laughs) I want a baby. Um, but like I can look back on that and man, man, like the things that I used to say that the cheesy Jesus stuff, like I've tried to remove a lot of that where it's like, I don't want to talk about Jesus flippantly. Yeah. And like without the knowledge to back up what I say. Well, I don't want to choose. I don't want to use Jesus to get people to shut up about their problems. Yeah. And so that, you know, I can move on. Yeah. You know, because I think that's what it brought out uh, in us, especially you, is just like understanding people in grief. Yeah. People oh, who yeah. are grieving and then it really is. I mean, everybody says it's it's OK to not be OK. But like, no, really, <laughs> it's OK to not be OK. Yeah. Because in the Christian world and church and just as as people, right, as people, we want. We see someone grieving, and we want them to, because it hurts to watch someone grieve. Yeah. But selfishly, we want them to kind of get through that and be over it. Yeah. So that we can, like, yeah. you know, like, like to get back to normal. And so sometimes we end up saying really cliche stuff over and over and yeah. over and over and over. Um, I just felt like people didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and avoid it overall. Like, oh, yeah, pretend like it didn't really it happen. It didn't happen. Like, I'm not but even I think talk to you, you about had it. some people say, like, oh, you can't feel that way. Well, when I was really upset with God. Yeah. And, and I was like, like, and it really rocked my faith. Yeah. And I was like, and they're like, you you can't feel that way. And I was like, well, I do. Yeah. It's like, but I mean, it's okay <laughs> to have your faith rocked. Yeah. You know, God's bigger. But that's the thing. Like, he was definitely taking me down to my foundation, yeah. which again, I see the total purpose in that. Like, I built a house upon a, a crappy foundation. Yeah. Um, and so he tore that down and through that process and through that pit and I have a totally different foundation at the time when it's all rubble and everything's destroyed. It feels like, uh, this is where I die. This is it. Like mm-hmm. this is destroyed me to the point. And you realize like when seeds are planted, I saw I heard this in a sermon once and I thought it was a beautiful um, example when a seed is planted at the point, it looks exactly like death when a seed goes under the ground, yeah, like it's the same as when you bury a body and it's dead. Um, and so there was a season where it felt exactly the same as like, I just felt so destroyed and to the point of like death where it was just like, I don't have, yeah. my faith has been rocked. I just didn't have anything to show for it. And then when that seed finally blooms and it breaks to the surface is the only time, but it takes, that's, that can be a very long season of a pit of that seed being buried. Yeah. Before it breaks to the surface again and turns into something beautiful. Yeah. Like a plant. So. Yeah. Jesus even said, unless a seed falls into the ground, is buried and died, it cannot produce fruit. Yeah. Right. So you have to, it's like that dying <laughs> to self. And that's kind of what that process, the pit is yeah. dying to self, losing that pride and being stripped of that pride. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, like you said, uh, you, we really got to discover that God really is okay with us not being okay. Yeah. Like, cause a lot of times we don't, we subliminally kind of think like, well, God's good with me as long as I'm okay. Yeah. You know? And then sometimes the way that we deal with other people's grief is like, we want them 
to make us feel better yeah. <laughs> about how they're doing. Yeah. And so like Job, right? He was not okay. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was the same thing. Like, yeah. kill me. Just kill me, God. Yeah. Just kill me. And he me was and stripped down to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then when you have nothing, you realize that all you need is him. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the things Joseph learned in the pit. And even when God gives us a dream and we're like, yeah, we don't sometimes realize all the things that we're carrying around with us. And so God uses the pit to show us those things that we can leave them there. Yeah. Because he was carrying the coat, right? He had the coat. That was his pride and joy. That's how he identified himself. Yeah. When he was thrown in the pit, that coat was stripped away from him. He came out of that pit knowing all he needed was the Lord. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's what that's what the pit does. Yeah. And there's things that there's there's pits I know I'm gonna go through. Yeah. There's stuff I'm carrying around that I don't know that I'm holding on to. Um, and I know that the Lord's gonna help me see that and yeah. I'm gonna be better at the end of it. Um and we're all going through it. We're it's we're all going through it. And the good news is that even if you put yourself in the pit and you're the reason uh you're in the pit, the Lord has promised to help you get out if we turn to him. Yeah. Um, Randy read this scripture um, about like, okay, what? It, how do you get out of the pit? And it's the same as passing the pride test. It's actually humbling yourself. Yeah. Which kind of, it's like, well, how does humbling myself help me climb out? Yeah. So uh, First Peter chapter 5, uh, verse 4. 5 through 7 says, Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you clothe yourselves clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. So, God promises that he's the one we can cast all of our anxiety yeah. All our hopelessness on. And I think that humbling yourself, like what does humbling yourself really mean? As I think it's, I'm not going to try to interpret what's going on around me. Yeah, I'm going to stand on God's word. He says he's good. He's promised that he loves me. He's yeah. promised to never leave me or forsake me. And I'm not going to read what's around me or what I'm going through or even my own failures. I'm not going to read that according to what I want to read it as. Mm-hmm. I want to read it through what God says. If he's the mighty God, you know, that created me and loves me, then he's got a great plan for me. Yeah. And so I'm going to just trust in that and I'm just going to take the next steps. Yeah. And he's he's promised here. He, he said cast all of your anxieties and cares. So it doesn't sound like a God that doesn't care that you're in the pit. Right. Even when it feels like Mhm. You know, it's like, don't believe those lies. Yeah. You know, see, he doesn't care about you. It's like, well, yeah. let's go back to the word. It says, I can cast all my cares and anxieties on him, you know? And it's just funny that he's, he's telling like, Hey, you young guys be humble. Yeah. And so, but at the same time, he's saying you can cast all your anxieties and cares on, on right. God. So it's yeah. kind of a, he's like correcting, but he's like, I'm correcting you because I need you to see that I'm I'm all you need. Yeah. And I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. Amen. So all that's right. all I got. Yep. Same. 
All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening, and we will see you Sunday. Love you guys.